You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? And we are back with episode 102. Episode 102. So, actually, I did end up uh, get it, doing some playing this week. I know I've been kind of light on the hours uh, going into the last couple podcasts, but I actually have been uh, knocking out some sessions. Well, I guess you've been light on the hours in comparison to the weeks before when you've had so many hours. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I guess it's all relative, right? <laughs> yeah, light for you is still probably more more poker than most people. So. <laughs> I'm more poker than most people should play. Uh, <laughs> so, but I was going to go into something. So, anybody who doesn't know, like, I, when I moved my, to my apartment, I ended up getting YouTube TV. And I usually do the MLB package every every uh, year. And they, I saw it was about to renew. It's kind of expensive. I didn't watch a lot of baseball last year, so I uh, undid it. But I found a package with Poker Go TV on it. Where it's just a channel where it's all the poker go stuff and it kind of goes on and on. And I was like, sometimes I'm in that generation where like I won't start a streaming thing. Like I won't go to poker go and actually start a show. But if it just happens to be on, I'll watch it. And God, I was watching one of the uh, really great featured tables of the World Series of Poker. And this guy's play just was so, just reminded me of you so much. It was, uh, he's a younger guy at this point, but he was bluffing just nonstop and showing them. And it was just kind of getting on everybody's nerves. He was like, I mean, bluffing Eli Elezra, Alan Cunningham, and just kind of insane amounts of bluffs for like a first day WSOP. I mean, I have you guess, but I mean, there's literally a million people you could you I could be referring to, so there's really yeah. no chance. But not I was never a big fan of his, but I was kind of seeing this Lex Valdhaus, the uh, Twitch star, the Twitch uh, poker guy. It's funny you're like, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of this guy. Reminds me of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. Yeah, I was like, never really liked him. Him and you, exactly alike. Yeah. No, I've seen some of his uh, Twitch streams, but I didn't know that he was in that main event back then. I guess I just never put it together. Me neither. Well, I mean, now I look at him, you know, he's probably a little bit younger than, maybe a little bit older than you, younger than me is what I would think right now. Yeah, I would guess so. Yeah, but I mean, this was like, he was 21 when he was doing this WSOP. And it was just, I mean, it was just so fun to watch. Like I say, I've really got a kick out of that Poker Go TV. So I like to recommend things that poker related to our audience that I think I get a kick out of. So I thought that was a really good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I guess I need to go back and watch some of those as well. Because I just remembered like those being the glory days, you know? Oh, yeah. Like I was watching the other one, one where uh, Chris Moneymaker and... Was at that final table with Sammy Farhaw. Uh, Phil Ivey busted out 10th. I mean, Dan Harrington was there. Just such a... It's really cool to go back and watch some of the old stuff. Uh, you know, just kind of nostalgic a little bit. Uh, so, I went down to Clear Lake and I did play a session over at Spades. 
I have a hand where it's a different strategy than I normally use. So I want to get your idea on it. But it limps around to me, and I'm on the button. I'm trying to incorporate a little bit of a button, uh, maybe cut off very, very slight hijack limping range. Are you talking about open limping or just following behind? No, no open limping, just over limps. Okay, I mean, I definitely employ some um, over limps as well. My small pocket pair, suited aces, suited kings every once in a while. Uh, some suited kings would be there, definitely in there. And I think some suited aces a little bit. The weaker suited aces. Right. Uh, and like you say, like pocket pairs, maybe four through, uh, maybe fives through deuces. Uh, I have queen four suited, which is pretty weak, but it, on the button it's limp to me. I go ahead and make the call. And it whiffs the, it completely whiffs the flop, but it checks around. Turn a four. Uh, just one bet here. I believe this checks around, checks around to me as well. The river is a queen. It checks to me, I bet, having river two pair. Uh, get a call. And someone actually had a king on the flop and just, I mean, never bet it for whatever reason. So, ended up uh, making money on that. But you kind of like that, uh, you th like incorporate some of your weaker hands into a limping range? Um, definitely. Definitely at these stakes that we're playing. Um, I think it's kind of an, a super exploitative kind of play. But I'm not sure how many players are actually watching how you and I play. Um, I'm definitely limping some of those hands behind as well. Yeah, like, and I thought Queen Four suited was about the perfect hand to represent this because this is a hand that is normally a fold for me, and it should be a fold before it should be a raise, because if you raise these, uh, people love to limp call in these lower stakes games, and most of what they're limp calling does have you beat. Uh, so I was like, well, some of these, especially like decent suited hands with decent implied odds, I think are could. I, I'm gonna need to start doing it a little bit. Uh, now all my bigger hands will be raises, and as I told Tyler, this is not when people talk about like limping is horrible. For the most point, they're talking about open limping, where there's no action into the pot, and you open limp, and you're the first one in the pot, and you limp. Which I do not have a range for that. These are all over limps. Right? No, absolutely. Like I said, it's exploitative, but I think, I mean. That's kind of how we play, though, right? Is exploitatively. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is. He's saying it exploitatively because on these on you can only do it on these like smaller stakes games. Because once you get into the higher stakes games, there's very few limps, regardless. Right. Well, and people will know that you know that you never have a really good hand either if you're limping behind too. You know, they can probably put that together. Yeah, and they can just punish <laughs> you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, someone who's a small blind or big blind that's paying attention. They could definitely squeeze in uh, in that position if you're doing this. But I do think I have incorporated that a little bit. And I do think it might be profitable in the long run. So there's another thing I did that was completely out of character that I usually don't do. I have ace-king. It's, it's the straddle, and I'm in the big blind, the button straddle. So I'm making it 30 here, but go ahead. Uh, small blind calls. I decided to just call. I mean, okay, okay. 
Uh, I guess you're going to tell me this is an aggressive table and you have aggressive players behind you or something? Well, I think people go after the straddle so much uh, that I'm like, well, a lot of times it's just going to get raised. I mean, if it gets raised, obviously I can pounce on it. If it doesn't, then I just play ace-king just the way it is. But if I think it's going to get raised 70% of the time, I don't love playing things this way, but... I think in the big blind, when you have all the action behind you, it might be another exploitative move. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you want me to tell you what happened first? No, no, no. no. Okay. I don't want you to tell me what happens first. I want to tell you my opinion first. Um, one, I have a hand as well that th- these are those hands that, like, if you end up losing this hand, or, like, if I lo- play a hand like this and lose, I always, at the end of the hand, say, this was my fault. I played this hand like that. That I got kind of what I had coming, kind of thing. Right. You know. Um, well, you, or you can't get mad whenever you know you see it six ways and the flop comes four, four, nine, and someone has a four, three, four. Something you mean like if that. it just limps around from yeah. the six? Yeah. yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so, and I still just like making it thirty, just on principle, just because I know you liked um, being cute pre-flop. I just kind of stick to standard kind of thing. Um, I've. I've just gotten less headaches that way. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of... I think I wouldn't do this from middle position on. I probably wouldn't even do it from under the gun plus one or two. Uh, and this is the other thing. You said there's so much action behind you. Um, are you worried that someone's going... What do you mean? Like you're just anticipating a raise kind of thing? I'm just anticipating a raise. This is what, I mean, this was my thought process. Is like I say, it seems like people, when there's a straddle of six in like the small blind limps, my raises are not going to be huge, but I do think there's going to be enough people that attack that $6. I think it's also very table and player dependent. Because I've played in some games where there's a bunch of straddles and it's all rec players. Not all, but about a ton of the time that limp is just going to limp around as well, so... That's true. And uh, this is, and like you said, this is one of those things that it is going to come back to bite you in the ass sometimes. Oh, I mean, I have a hand for you just demonstrating this. I think <laughs> maybe the third hand I'm going to go over, third or fourth hand, something like that. So uh, It does go to the cutoff or button who makes it 30. Uh, and I believe both players fold. I make it 100 and he folds. So... I mean, now that being said, that's results-oriented. I mean, it's not saying it's a good play or a bad play. It's just saying that it's something I was thinking about pretty much strictly from the small blind, big blind uh, on these button straddles because there's just so much action before you, and it's so likely to get raised so many times. So I think under the gun plus two and on, I would still... Right. I don't know. I, I'm still just betting, and I'm betting bigger because I'm out of position, just kind of coming out swinging with my good hands and not running that risk of seeing this seven ways or whatever. Well, and here's the other problem is you're when you do this, you're very face-up on having just super strong hands because the limp re-raise is one of the biggest tells ever. And oh, that's, wow. okay. For the yeah. most part, yeah. you know why people are so against it. Uh and like I say, I also am against it. It's just one of those things that these button straddles create a very weird dynamic where my normal, my normal raise at this point would be about 25. 
And I always make it 30, yeah. Let's say it's just kind of a weird spot at that point. So, but it's something I've thought about. So yeah, it's funny. Like I don't, I know we don't like it either. Except for if I'm doing it, then I like it. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. If I like it and it works, it's a great play. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, that was uh, uh, ended up on that session. Ended up making about a uh, hundred bucks on that session. Nothing crazy. I had a some. I had two weird hands where I had ace three suited. It flops three, eight eight. Uh, I bet get called. The guy bets into me on the turn. When it's a backdoor flush draw, I end up folding, and he shows that it was a bluff with the uh, backdoor flush draw and straight draw that he turned. Which I think is fine. I, I don't know. It's a uh, he man. He ran it out. He would have hit as well. So, <laughs> so good fold. Good fold. No. <laughs> no, that's like. Um, I mean, I don't know. Anytime you get bluffed, there's some spots where you're just going to get bluffed. Like, it's just yeah. It's just the nature of the game. It's like if you get tackled in football or hit in hockey or get wet in, when you're swimming pool. You know, it's just kind of the nature of the game. You know. Well, I mean, and here's the other thing, is if you're not getting bluffs sometimes, it means you're just being a, you know, a call station where you're giving incredible value all the time when, they're, when they actually do have it, so. Is that your last hand of that session? Because I got some hands for you. Okay, let's, let's hear them. <laughs> okay, so I was playing a session. So this is the, like, the like third or fourth hand. It's a new table, right? We're sitting down, five-handed. It limps to me. I make it 15 a guy from early position calls. I have ace ten offsuit. Limps to you, and you have you make it. Ooh, what position are you in? I thought I was the button. I'm definitely in position on this guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm button. Definitely seems like this race should be larger. I mean, fifteen is my opening. Well, no, 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 no. It's five handed. Oh, it's five handed. Oh, okay. I got you. I'm sorry. I missed that. Okay. Now, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, it's five-handed. It limps to me. I have ace-ten off. I make it 15. Um, it's either the big blind or under the gun makes it 60. Um, folds back to me. What are you doing here? I mean, this is such a huge detail. Big Because, bl- I mean, this is either a limpery race from under the gun or a big blind is just a regular three-bet. Yeah, I mean, the problem is, this is the problem whenever we played these sessions so long ago. Uh, I think this is just a fold. I, I don't like, uh, I think you're. I'm going to put ace-10 suited and a five-handed. I actually might call uh, a three-bet, ace-10 off. Just, I mean, you're going to be dominated a lot. And then there's very little big big hand potential where you can flop something big. Uh, this is just a fold. All right, so I call. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the flop comes queen of clubs, eight of diamonds, three of diamonds. Queen of clubs, eight of diamonds, three of diamonds. Do you have a do you have a diamond in your hand? Not in the notes. <laughs> so okay. I'm assuming no. Okay. <laughs> um, he checks to me. And now I know that if he has anything good here, he's never checking on this flop. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, you're probably betting here. Yeah, I bet. How much would you bet here? So, 60, 120. 
I would probably... I'd probably bet 40. I bet 50. He snap folds, I show, and have a good chuckle. <laughs> yeah, that's a... Uh, I mean, I, I do like the... Once he checks, you betting the flop. I thought that was good. Here's the thing. is, Did he have you beat with, like, ace-jack or ace-king? I don't know. Never saw. Oh, okay. It's a... Uh, I thought the way you played it after the flop was pretty good. Uh, I think ace-10 off is too weak to be calling a three-bet. But... Huh, good play on the flop. Yeah. Um, I'm, in hindsight, looking back at it, about 90% sure he was out of the big blind because it looked like I was squeezing the limpers, and this player is someone who um, is not a rec player. He's a regular player, you know, someone who plays quite a bit. Okay. Um, I think he was re-squeezing my squeeze. Yeah. I. Okay, like... The under-the-gun limp re-raise, it should definitely be a fold, yeah. just for the same reasons I told you I limp re-raised on that uh, straddle hand. It's a, But the this is still... Like, whatever you're thinking his range for three-betting is should have you crushed here, right? Um, Not necessarily. I think this guy might also be three-betting me with suited connectors and things, seeing that I'm recognizing a squeeze spot and he's just re-squeezing me. Maybe. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. But I, I still think he's going to have a lot of suited broadways and stuff like that. He's going to have the bigger pocket pairs. And here's the problem is if you hit an ace. Oh, no, we're not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you're kind of in a weird spot. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. It's a, yeah. Okay, but, yeah, good play on the flop, though. <laughs> um, Here's kind of an interesting one for you. I have 8-9 of hearts. <laughs> I make it 13 from the big blind. Weird sizing. I mean, the weirdest of <laughs> sizing. It's, the, it's less than your standard open. And I got to assume there's at least one limp in here. Super weird sizing. Okay. Uh, I get four calls. The flop comes. Which means there were a shitload of limps that you made it 13 for. Just wanted to point that out. Okay. <laughs> Mixing up on my strategies. Um, four calls. The flop comes jack of diamonds, eight of diamonds, seven of hearts. I have eight, nine of hearts. So we have a middle pair. Um, and obviously the gutter. Okay. Um, I bet 30. Checks to me. I bet 30. What do you mean? Oh, wait. Or, sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm big blind. I just don't. I bet 30. Okay. Um, get one caller. The turn is a eight. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. One caller turn is an eight. Wait, so you have trips or two? What was I the have trips again? now. Okay. <laughs> My notes are askew because I have <laughs> I have two eight of hearts in the deck. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. But no, so I have eight nine of hearts. Now it is... Um, so eight nine of hearts, you end up uh, donking 30 into four. And how many people call? One. Okay. And now I turn trips, um, and then I river a nine. Did you she bet? Called. She called. Sorry, I bet 30 she called. On the turn? Yes. Okay. So the, you bet they did the same bet? I did. She's, she's not very deep here. Oh, uh, okay. Not very that, deep okay. Here that makes way more sense. Um, yeah, kind of a key detail here. Okay. Um, I river the nine to have eights full of nines. Oh, God. But the front door flush comes in with my nine. Kind of like the gin card. Yeah. Um, 
I bet 200. She only has 125 behind. She snap calls. I win. Very nice. Uh, I mean, I thought the flop bet was a little bit light. I don't know what was going on with that pre-flop 13. <laughs> Not certain there. Uh, the, I mean, I thought the flop bet was a little light with uh, four callers in there. I think that's that's a tough one. Uh, I think I'll probably check call there. But that being said, it's a uh, that was very good. I, I mean, I love the run out. I like the I like the exploitative turn sizing when she was uh, not that deep stacked. I was kind of confused, but once you told me that, I like that a lot. Well, my next hand, I guess here go here can kind of speak to the quality of the game that we that we play. I have ace king. I three bet to seventy five. Guy uh, goes. What oh, position are you in? I don't remember. Like I said, the moral of the I mean, it happened two weeks ago. so well, I mean, that's why you <laughs> write it in your notes. Well, you'll see why I didn't write it in my notes here in oh, a second. Okay, okay. You, you three-bet ace-king to 75, okay. Uh, I get shoved on. I call for like $200. 100%, easy call. He's all in for 200 He has 6-4 offsuit and wins. <laughs> oh, God, how dirty. pre-flop. Yeah, that's right. I mean... You're Great lucky. game. Horrible, say. horrible beat. Say. We're lucky we got this even in the notes. Definitely not the position. You're like, that's why I write the I'm like, you're lucky to even get this out of me right now. So I don't know what to tell you. You had a hell of a run, man. Um, so here's kind of an interesting one, though. Um, I had just bluffed this guy and showed. Okay. And then I have another hand where I have pocket aces this time. I make it 20, and I get one call. I'm from under the gun plus one. Okay. Um, I get one call. Guy I just bluffed. The flop comes 7, 8, 10 with two hearts. He donks 25. So he must be a blind. Yes. Okay. He donks 25. What are you doing here? I like a raise. And what are you raising to? Uh, probably 60. Uh, so, and my theory here is th this is kind of a scary board to raise. But when you're an aggressive player, you've already shown a bluff. Is this guy ever donking a set or two pair or a straight? This is usually like a top pair that wants protection or something like that is my theory here. So I make it 75, and he ships it for, okay, um, like, 275. And some of my theories are dog shit. <laughs> uh, so what are you doing here? 7, 8, 10? Yeah. With a flush draw. I'm calling this off. If he flops a set or two pair on me, then, then or straight, then have at it. Uh, when you've already bluffed him once, this could be a flush draw. This could be a pair plus flush draw. This could be, I mean, a, this could be a 10. It's just, this is one of those that at this point, I think I'm just going to go with it. He has 9-3 offsuit. I snap called. Oh, wow. Nice. And uh, I won. So he, so he had a uh, open-ended straight draw. Yep. Which, I mean, put in a theory, is like the super strong hands are just not going to donk lead like that. 
they're gonna they're gonna be check raising or like playing for a lot of value. They're not gonna try to get you off your hand at that point. Yep, exactly. I thought that was a pretty interesting hand. That is an interesting hand. So here's one that kind of talks to your uh, your strategy earlier in this in the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm in the big blind. I'm literally not. I mean, playing on my phone. I have jack four offsuit. Okay. Mentally checked out of this hand, right? Because you should be. So I'm literally turned around in my seat. It checks all the way to me. Say whatever. Check. Flop comes four four five. Two hearts and a diamond. Short stack then bets twenty five. From under the gun. Which is gigantic into this pot, right? Okay. This pot's like ten dollars or something, you know? Right. Um. I only call. Ooh, I would have raised so. I mean, he he doesn't have that much money. Oh, uh, okay. He started with maybe uh, two hundred at the absolute most. Okay. Well, uh, my thing is, just such a draw heavy board. Like, and I mean, a lot of the draws, like shitty hearts, would be in for a limp. Six seven offsuit would be in for a limp was my thinking, but like I mean if he's short if he is a little short I like to call a little bit better than if he's not. Um, yep, yeah, I call. The turn uh, folds. Everyone else folds. Okay. The turn is the queen of clubs. I just snap go all in, he, and he snap calls and he has pocket kings. I mean. And he just limped the yep. the flop. Yeah, I saw something like that happen at Spades too. People, you just told us about you doing it. No, I mean no. <laughs> so someone actually limped kings. I mean, I had ace king, you know, on a straddle. It's a. Uh, I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, I guess that was the theory on him. He was gonna limp re raise. Oh like yeah, that. trust me, I got to hear all about it. Just how I did it at the beginning of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you put it to him because that's a shitty strategy. <laughs> Yeah, so what like, a fucking donkey. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, and I put in my notes, and now he's pissed at me because he's sitting right next to me. Oh, I remember you writing that to me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't even want to play this hand. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't break down the strategies for him. I was like, well, whatever, you know. Yeah. Here was an annoying spot for me. Okay. We're not, we're, we're playing PLO, but the hands don't, I mean, the cards don't even matter. Okay. Um, I have like, I believe it was like three, three uh, connected cards, like um, nine, ten jack, and then like the suited jack with like a dangler, right? Okay. So someone made it 20. I called the 20, right? Sounds good. And then the next person makes it 100, and it goes call, 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 call. It's a huge pot and i'm like well whatever you have three connected cards and a dangler well you dangler but suited jack so it's yeah uh, i mean I, like the suited jack is just kind of ceases matter trouble, it seems like right uh was it like was it like 10 jack queen or something i think it was nine ten jack i mean I, I think most, like, if you're look, talking to most PLO players, this would be a fold. But, I mean, I don't know. This is something I'm probably calling just with the odds and hoping to flop gold. I mean, that's, that was kind of my thing. It's $80 more, and it's to win just, 
I mean, it was close. It was just under a thousand or something like that. It was like eight hundred or seven hundred. I mean, I was like, I can't yeah. be that dead, can I? Yeah, uh, I mean, you're definitely not dead. I mean, I mean, here's the problem, and this is why a lot of people will not like this hand is you. They want four cards that are going to work together, and a lot of the straight draws that you flop are not going to be to the nuts. Is going to be the problem here. But that being said. You are going to flop the nuts sometimes. You are going to have draws to the nuts sometimes. I probably do call here. I call. Um, that's where the notes end. I hit nothing and folded. Yeah, it's <laughs> but... it's definitely probably a losing call in general, but it's, I don't know, it's when people play so badly and if, I mean, they might be jamming aces when you flop a straight or something or, you know, if you flop top two pair, I'm definitely... For 80 for that much, I'm probably going to make it call and just pray to God. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did. Guess who didn't get an answer? <laughs> Got left on red. Um, so I had a few more interesting hands for you. Um, okay. So I have pocket jacks. Believe in early position on this one, under the gun. Okay. Ooh, no. Sorry. Sorry. I was in the hijack on this one. I three bet. So guy makes it 15, one caller. I make it 65. Okay, I like your sizing. Um, one guy flats behind. And then another guy calls. Original preflop guy calls. God, weird flat behind. Yeah. The flop comes king of diamonds, seven of diamonds, five of clubs. What do you do here? Do you have position, or does it check to you? Um, check to me. Check to me. I think I'm going to check back here. Uh, I, uh, so, and my theory is I'm not getting anybody off of a king. I've got bit, everything beat that isn't a king. King usually. I mean, I don't think I don't know what betting accomplishes here. Well, I'll show you. Um, I bet eighty-five. And okay. both fold, and he says, well, we can't beat aces. <laughs> and I tell him, well, you think I think he folded a king? Uh-huh. I tell him, well, I don't have aces, and showed him jacks. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, I guess good bluff. I, I mean, is all I got to say about it. I, I, when people are doing... It's hard to do any type of strategy podcast <laughs> when this shit's going well, on. That's why this is not. <laughs> that's why this is not a strategy podcast. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know why you're calling sixty-five to uh, then just immediately fold when you hit top pair when you bet like less than half pot. I don't, I don't know what the theory is behind that. But glad they did. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, here's one you're going to like. The other ones I know you don't like as much. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I'm in the big blind. Um, guy in early business makes it 15. We get five callers here. God dang. I look down at ace-queen. I assume you're like in the big blind. No, no. Here. I'm in the big blind. Okay, yeah. I look down at ace-queen. I think this is a perfect time to squeeze. Agreed. 100%. So there's 90 in the pot. I make it 100 to go. Mm, yeah, that's 
probably about yeah that's probably about what I would have done there uh, maybe a little bit more but I'm trying to but yeah around there is fine um, everyone folds and I'll tell you what they're steaming hmm that was it I mean yeah people were just so mad oh I love that squeeze spot I think that's a that's a, a just a way to print money <laughs> well um, this next hand's a way to lose money okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you how to burn some money real quick. Okay. Um, oh, God. Looking back at this hand, you're just going to hate this just all the way through. <laughs> so, I call a three bet heads up with three four of hearts. Mm, now you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, were you the one who raised? Yes. What position? Um, believe I was. Um, oh, I was on the button for this one actually. Oh, okay. I do like the raise. I'll do like the button raise here. Uh, uh yeah. I mean, I, I would call lighter. I would call three bets lighter on the button. I will say, but I think three four suited just a little too light. Uh, yeah, because I I was definitely on the button because I made it thirty because there was a bunch of limpers. Ooh. This is kind of like in that range of, I like just a limp behind. Hmm. And, and in my theory is it's like okay, forget the three bet. Is when you raise this, like I just don't. I see uh, players at low stakes limp call a shitload, so I'm not expecting this to get through a lot. So you're just calling with you're just getting you're raising the pot with just having a worse hand, right? Yes. So, I mean, that's kind of my theory on, like, using some of this as a limp behind. I think 3-4 suited. Like, and don't get me wrong, there are suited connectors I would, like, 7-8 suited. I am going to go ahead and squeeze and raise here. But 3-4 is probably in that span where I think I just I just over-limp here. But, okay, so you, you raise it. Get, God, you raised it to how much? 30. And you got 3 bet to what? 85. Oh God, yeah, this is a uh, definite. Okay, but you call. I call. The flop comes five of hearts, seven of hearts, jack of diamonds. Oh, well, shit. Now that you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet, or sorry, sorry, I don't bet anything. <laughs> he bets 125. I call. Oh, shit, I'm jamming. Oh, well, you'd be sad. Okay. I, <laughs> I call. <laughs> well, I mean, like, how much did you have behind? A ton. Like, 800. Ooh, like 800? Yeah. Maybe, I, maybe, not, jam, maybe not jamming. Uh, maybe I don't jam knowing how deep you are. <laughs> yeah, but, I was like... I mean, I'm my... I mean, the raise here... Like, this definitely has to be a raise when you have this much equity and this little showdown value to me. Or uh, this much equity. Yeah, I well. mean, you got the because you, I'm right. You you have the gutter to the straight, and mm -hmm. you also got the flush draw. Correct. Okay. Okay. You call. The turn is the five of spades. So you turned a straight. Nope. Turned. Um, oh wait, it was seven five jack. Okay. Yeah. So now the board is paired. Um, oh. It goes check check. I think the way this is played, this is where it has to go now. The river is a jack. So now the board is. Five five jack jack seven. So now we're playing the board. What does he do here? 
Um, let me run. Let me look. He checks it, and I think about going for the gusto and blasting him out. I definitely this is a possibility for me. Uh, this is, I think, a very good bluff spot when he's shown weakness twice. He so he would see bet with ace king. He'd see bet with ace queen. He'd see bet with all that. He's I, I tell you what, I think I'm betting. It was what nine is almost ninety one eighty to go to the flop, and he bet how much on the flop? One hundred twenty five. One eighty. So we're looking at two three. So we're looking at a little over four. I think I'm gonna bet like two seventy five to three hundred here. Well, you're gonna hate this. What's that? Um, so here's my theory. Um, the guy was a pretty heavy wreck player here. Okay. The way he called, I said, I was just like, well, I just don't think he's folding. I don't think he's folding for any amount. That's what I think. I just mucked face down. And um, he was like, I was calling any bet. And he showed pocket kings. Well, the good good no, no bet there. Because I do think, I think when someone shows that much weakness on two streets and I have that much showdown value, uh, that that little showdown value, I think I do bet there, and I just lose an extra three hundred. Yeah, um, and I was thinking about betting a little bit more than three hundred myself um, when I was debating it, and I'm like, you know, I don't know. It seemed like a really weird give up spot, but then at the same point, just the way he called, kind of his mannerism, it looked like he was dying to call, waiting for me to bet call. Good live read then, because that's that's definitely a good live read. Yeah. I mean, I, I would have lost so much more money on every street of that. Well, actually, never mind. I'm folding pre-flop. I mean, <laughs> I'm limping and I'm folding pre-flop, so I'm losing less. But once I get there, I'm raising the flop, so I would have lost more money there. And then if I don't get that live read that you get, which I'm not as good at, at those as you are usually, then I will. I'm actually probably betting there as well. But... I like the like three two fifty to three hundred bet because it's still a large amount of money. You don't have to win the pot as often for it to be profitable. And the things I'm trying to get, I'm not trying to get him off pocket kings. I'm trying to get him off of ace king, ace queen suited, or something like that, or or my targets, which I don't think you need to bet that big for. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's where the session turns sad for me. Um, I get stacked in a bomb pot. We're not even going to go over it because they. Just so hard to keep up with on the podcast. Yeah. Moral of the story is full bottom two pair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so that was a disaster. Um, and here's my last interesting hand. Um, I have ace king. I'm an under the gun plus one. Under the gun makes it. Um, how much did he make it? 15. I make it 60. All fold goes back to him. He says he has a good hand. So I tell him, well, then you should call or go all in if you want. Um, he only calls. The flop comes like eight high. So you, and you have ace king and you three bet him? Yep. Okay. He then donks 50. Which I thought this was weird. And the flop is eight high. You three bet him. He calls and then donks 
50. You just bet him to 60? Yes. And I'll give you my theory on what happened here and why it happened. Okay, well, um, you want me to tell me what I would go ahead, do go here ahead. before you give me the actual rundown? I, I think I just fold here. I think this is going to be one of those that if he's going to do this when I have ace-king, he's also going to do this when I have big hands. Uh, and a lot of times this is just like a weird bet for protection for like small pocket pairs that have me beat. Uh, I think uh, I think I just fold here, but go ahead and uh, give me your theory. I was thinking he either had like that. A lot of players um, are donking on this, like as kind of more of like a blocker bet or more. I thought he either might have the same hand or he might have ace queen. I do agree that when players do this, I do agree with your theory. I think he's kind of not always cap, but more or less cap because players don't do this with super strong hands. I do agree with that. So I do make the call with intent to try to take this pot away. Mm, I kind of like that, actually. Okay. Um, the turn is a 10. He then checks. I'm like, well, here we go, you know. Kinda. I agree. If you take this line on the flop, I do like this on the turn. I bet 75. He snap raises to 175. Well, sometimes we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I snap fold. He says he flopped a set. Um, he played that very well, I think. Yeah. I, like, I think if he I, doesn't raise there, I think I might even bet the river, too. So he might have lost some value if he checks again in a row. I, after just that weird, like, kind of blocker bet, check, 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 call kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, especially for 75, if he kind of, like, tank call 75 and kind of does like a Hollywood slash thing. You know, he might be getting an extra 200 on that river. Um, yeah, I mean, I think if I'm, I mean, I think he's going to lose some money usually on, like, if he just checks like a standard check, like if you have an overpair there, you're going to bet, call, and then like check the turn. I, w I would look to re-raise turns on there. I think you kind of out-leveled yourself as far as thinking for, on this player, where it's, like, I kind of like yours. I still like your theory that he's, like, most players are usually going to be capped. Most players are not going to lead out for sets here. This was kind of weirdly played. I still think your th theory stands. Like I say, I think I'll, I like the fold on the flop because I, I actually was not thinking set. I was just thinking they, players do this with a lot of hands that beat you that are just needing protection, and unless you're going to really go for it like you did. I kind of like your play. I think it was a good play, just at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was basically the last few hands of note. Um, out for zero. Super sad. Yeah, that's always that's always a sad, uh, a sad thought. Uh, we're, uh... So, I did a... I did do a session at Doghouse... The uh, so we're the, I played a uh, I played another session as after uh after that I played it Monday, almost directly when I get to the table. There's a straddle to six and two limps. I make it thirty with Ace King of Spades. Okay, I'm liking this. Okay, three there's three calls of thirty. Then the limper then a limper shoves for two hundred. Oh, I'm loving this. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I just reshove. <laughs> it's like obvious fold. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> aces are kings. I fold. Uh, I shove for four hundred. Everybody folds. Uh, it's a king high flop. I'm good. He showed queens. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, so it was uh, worked out really well. Which I mean, you like a lot of people are gonna be like, well, you just want to flip. Well, want to flip with like ninety extra dollars in that pot because th- there were three other people who called thirty. So you're loving to get that a flip with those odds. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hear about me losing aces versus 6-4 off, so you're definitely going to hear about flips that we win. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, don't, no, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to tell you if that's all you're going to say. but uh, This is a hand. Let me – I'm just going to read the hand as, as it played. And see, I want your idea of if it, you think it was a, uh, well played. Uh, pocket aces, I make it 15 in early position. Player three bets to 45. Everybody folds. It comes back to me. I make it 100. He calls. The flop is 894. I lead out for a, what is about a third pot of 70. He calls. Turn is a queen. I don't love the queens. I do think pocket queens could play this way sometimes. But I think it's too weak to check as well. Uh, I bet 240. He folds king-king face-up. And then I show. Uh, I thought that was played really well. Um, Basically by everybody, huh? Uh, My big problem was I thought my four-bet sizing was bad. I like... What did you like about it? I was out of position, which should lead to like a... At least a two and a half to two point eight times three bet size usually. I mean, I barely made it two times. Like, uh, so I, I would have liked it like maybe one twenty five on the flop, which leads to bigger bets on the turn on the on the uh, flop and tur- or uh, pre flop, which leads to bigger bet uh, on the flop, and maybe ropes them in a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was okay. I just I would have liked a bigger uh, four bet sizing. I mean, I don't know if $25 makes or breaks anything in this hand. Um, I think that was just really well played by that guy as well. Well, yeah, but like, it's still extra. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm not. that's not what I'm kicking myself over. I'm more worried, like, I mean, that's a pretty good fold by him, huh? Like, Oh, 100%. I mean, well, he's like, I knew you had aces or whatever. And I was like, well, maybe. I'm like, what I, th- I my thought was the queen was kind of bad, too, because, like, I would play queens very similar to this. Oh, 100%. So, because there's a good chance I might check that turn on ace-king once he uh, calls. But once that turn is queen-queen, now ace-ace and queen-queen have you beat. I thought the queen was a bad card for me. He said he was going to fold regardless. But I definitely think that that, that kind of went in there. What is this guy calling that he had to turn exactly a king to call anything? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if the turn isn't a queen and then he is beating, you know, like he's still beating pocket queens that are an over pair. I'm wondering if he still makes that fold. He said he was, and he, I have no reason to doubt him. So, you I mean, it was a good fold. So. He said he wasn't if it was an undercard? He said he was still going to fold. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know, but uh, well, I mean, I'm just happy I wasn't that guy because you would have gotten all my money. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean... I, well, I now I wish you were that guy if yeah. I was going to get paid more. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't think... I don't... I mean, I thought you played it fine. I'm, I just... I'm still kind of stunned on that fold. Uh, Yeah, that was... It was a very good fold. I mean... Yeah, I probably don't show them aces. I tell that ace queen, muck. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I should have done. I gave him, I did it because I, I thought it was a good fold, and I wanted to give him credit for it. But that being said, it's probably better to go ahead and just muck that. Uh, pocket aces. I straddle uh, the straddles to six. There's three. How are you calls. getting aces so much? What's going on? You in cahoots with the dealer or something? I got twice in the session. Usually, I'm whole prank for like pocket six, pocket eights or something twice. Uh, I make it 35. There's two calls. The flop is king eight three. I bet 40 and get raised to 100. He has like 100 behind. I mean, it's if I call, we're getting it all in anyways. I just go ahead and go all in. Okay, thank God. I was about to say, oh my God. Oh, well, I thought you were about to tell me you flatted. Uh, (laughs) well, it's one of those that I didn't love it, but I mean, if I'm not folding and if he's got anything stronger than, uh, aces or betting, he's betting on the turn anyways. I'm just, I mean, that's all the reasons I was going to tell you why you should be raising. Uh, he has a set. Oh, he hits a set. He flops a set. Oh, wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So that wasn't great. Uh, let me see here. Uh, this is one of those hands where I am going to start kind of hit and miss playing it this way. Not often. I thought this was a little too strong to do this with. Uh, I limp ace eight on the button. Oh, no, it's not suited. That's why. I limp ace eight on the button. The flop is ace ten six. I bet ten there's one call. The turn is a four. Uh, I bet twenty he calls. River's a 10. He goes check. I'm like, well, a 10 makes a lot of sense for how this is played sometimes. Oh, I would... Hmm. I was still thinking about another small bet here. Uh, I checked behind, and he has ace jack. That's sad. Uh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. It seemed like it's very hard to get value from anything more, like, worse here. Uh, I mean, you're right on the money. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, I did kind of did not think ace jack because it was a limp pot. Uh, yeah, so I, mean, I kind of had ruled out bigger aces. But I mean, now that I've gone two streets with kind of a shitty ace, and then the middle card uh, pairs, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm targeting now. So yeah, I guess you sold me on it. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's uh, I mean, glad I well glad I did check. I don't think he's coming off that ace jack. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have had some weird showdowns of hands. <laughs> I mean, I've been just sitting here just flabbergasted over, like, these hands that you're telling me about. Yeah. Uh, this one wasn't anything big. Uh, the button makes it 11. i am got king-queen off in the big blind. Oh, wait, button makes it 11, small blind calls. I have king-queen off in the big blind. This is an easy three-bet, right? Um, I'm assuming it folded to the button. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. 100%. Uh, fo- yeah. I make it 45. Ooh. Button uh, calls. Mm, okay. Uh, queen high flop. I bet 35 he folds. 
It's still well played. Yeah, I still, I mean, like, it's not the most interesting hand, but it does, I am, I do like to incorporate some lighter three bets from the big blind and small blind. Especially. When it's the button and the cutoff raise. Yeah, especially given these exact situations. Yeah, so I thought that was, like, I mean, like I say, not super interesting, but there are a lot of people that probably just flat there, and I think they're losing value there. Oh, no, I 100% agree. I think you played all these hands uh, pretty well this uh, this podcast. Yeah, so uh, I ended up making about five hundred dollars that that session. So that was that was pretty nice. Yeah, sounds sounds like that's just what you should make when you play every hand well. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, it's weird because like although it was like it was a couple hours, and for the most part, I was actually card dead that session. It's just outside of the pocket aces, every hand that I did play was just kind of holding up. You know, just the standard, which is what you really need. You know, to make a profit is just your good hands is not to play that many hands and for the ones you play go pretty well right and one of those promotions your ace is cracked hit right yeah so that helped because i got on that set of eight on that set of eights i just got ended up getting two hundred dollars back yeah which you know kind of adds for that you know seat time or whatever you want to call it right so yeah like like i say i mean it's one of those things i just included just like it back into the poker because you're paying for those promotions through the oh, what, time or rank. So it's one of those that, just like a two-outer where you shouldn't have lost. I mean, this, you shouldn't have won, but it's still included in the same. Oh, 100%. I agree. Well, I guess I mean, that's all my hand. Do you have anything? That's pretty much it. All right. On that note, this concludes the Texas Poker Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.